Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Ziplining across a vast valley, roasting s'mores beside the lake, whitewater rafting, relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina. So when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at discoversouthcarolina.com. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain how Anchor is your one-stop shop for creating podcasts. It's free. Yes, you heard me correctly. Anchor is free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Do you like to make money? Well, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required. Everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to Beyond Barriers. Um, my name is Acacia Dietz, and I am co-hosting with Jeff Scoop, and we are with Beyond Barriers. And today our guest is Red. Hi, Red. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and yourself? Doing well, thank you. And um, for our listening audience, uh, Red is a former neo-Nazi who now works with Beyond Barriers. And um, I actually will hand it over to you now, Red, so you can uh, tell them a little bit of your story and, um, yeah. Well, thanks, Acacia. I appreciate it. And Jeff, uh, both of you, thank you for having me on tonight. Um, <clears throat> uh, so a little bit about me, guys. Uh, I'm up encroaching, I believe, 13 years out of the movement, uh, of which I spent uh, a good portion of my life's uh, involved in um, in one uh, capacity or another. Um, I, I grew up in a environment that uh, didn't directly promote it, but it didn't uh, steer you away from it either. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I don't even remember the exact year that I found uh, the first group that I ran with, which was the, uh, the NSM. Uh, uh, it's actually where I uh, first uh, had gotten introduced to Jeff, uh, and um, it, it provided for me at that time uh, something that I was craving in my life. I had uh, I had made some choices that prevented me from joining the military, and uh, in my messed up way of thinking, uh, that the, the the picture was painted bright enough that this was the next best thing or, or better. Uh, so. Uh, you know, for uh, 
in one, again, in one capacity or another, the better part of 10 years I've spent, uh, whether I was active in a group or active uh, uh, solo, uh, what was spent dedicated to, to the movement. Gotcha. Now, when, um, one question I did have is like, like you said, it's going on about 13 years that you've been out and, um, what made you, or was there like a catalyst that made you decide, you know what, this is not the direction I want to go in. Um, and I need to get out and I need to do something different. There were, uh, many contributing factors to it. Uh, you know, between not getting to see my kids uh, to family disowning me. Uh, the, the one that stung the most was my grandfather when he told me he wanted nothing to do with me. That hit me hard. Uh, I, I did and still do look up to my grandfather. He was a retired Marine. Uh, he, he was just my inspiration. Uh, he was the pillar of strength uh, to me as a kid. And, um, you know, I, I noticed as I progressed through and, and attended various rallies and events, um, there was all, always seemed to be one group bashing another. There, there didn't seem to be any uh, sense of community or sense of unity. Um, I, I dare say, I, I'm, I, excuse me, I might compare to uh, most modern uh, churches where the Baptists might say, hey, we got this. Well, the Lutherans, well, oh, we got this. And the Catholics say, no, you're both wrong. Well, there was, uh, from my vantage point, there was a lot of that in the movement uh, in and of itself. Um, there's just some a lot of hypocrisy that things just started not adding up quite right to me. And I'm just like, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know, I'm, I'm hating people because I'm told to. I'm, I'm missing out on so many different things. Um, there was a, a gentleman by the name of Eric Prince who uh, was a juvenile corrections officer, actually. Um, uh, retired Air Force uh, uh, African-American uh, who befriended me at a young age. And uh, for a short while, even while I was active, I rented the upstairs of his house and we would meet for coffee. And, you know, he didn't judge me. He didn't care, uh, you know. Uh, it was it was all built on respect. He was good to me. I was good to him, you know. And uh, now I kept that very secret from the group because, well, I mean, let's face it, uh, that probably would have gotten me shot or stabbed or something along those lines. But, um, you know, so like I said, there's a lot of uh, various things that kind of brought it to a head for me. I want to say, man, I'm really proud of you for getting out. You know, um, Red and I knew knew each other before. You know, back from the NSM times, and and uh, it's it's really incredible to see to see um, old friends out and on the right side of things now. And and uh, it's really incredible, Absolutely. man. I'm really really proud of you. And and um, it's it's uh, it's a it's been a heck of a journey, but uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> it sure is good to good to see you out. And, and there's, there's so many different things. There's so many different questions. Um, exactly. Uh, you know, Jeff, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm very proud of you as well. Um, you know, like when we talked on the phone, uh, I had never thought in a million years that I'd hear that Jeff scoop left the movement. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Um, I, you know, for, for a time when I first got involved, I, I, I looked up to you cause I saw your passion. I heard it in your voice and I, 
I saw the drive. Um, so one of the pivotal moments for me was uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. I think it was 04 uh, when I got to speak uh, on the state capitol steps. And uh, <laughs> that, that moment really sticks out in my head, um, you know, because afterwards I had so many different people be like, whoa, dude, you've got a fire and you've got, you know, you, you could be the next this and the next that. And I'm like, what the hell, man? I was like, oh, no way, man. Uh, <laughs> so. And you still have it. You still have it. The, the passion and everything you, you had it, you had it then you still have it now, which is simply yeah. directed in a, in a positive manner. And um, right. it's so, it's so much, there's so many, um, there's so few of us that are out there publicly, you know, talking for, you know, former right. extreme and things like that but there is so many people that that are are out and they're looking for inspiration and things like that and and um we're seeing now more um that are asking how can we help you know can we do something you know so um, good that's awesome yeah there's a lot of positive things that can come out of it i think a lot of people are finally seeing through the facade through the through the bullshit you know um jeff i think i was uh talking to you about it uh you know uh, when i was knee deep in all of it uh, you know if i ended up in the hospital or in jail you know no one was putting money on my books no one was coming and seeing me in the hospital you know no one was coming and cooking soup for me when i was sick <laughs> you know what i mean um uh, let's face it uh, we were all just a number in someone's pocket we were we were making somebody a dollar uh you know um we were disposable uh, at the end of the day, that's exactly what it was. Everyone was disposable. Uh, again, please understand this is my uh, from from my perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it uh, it really kind of finally clicked for me. Well, let's let's explore that a little bit because I think that's something that a lot Absolutely. of the listeners that would like to hear about, and and we can kind of uh, talk about it because uh, you know. Um, a lot of times we were talking about the movement and what we thought we were doing something good. We thought we were going to, you know, save our country, mm-hmm. save our people and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and it's just, everybody right? thinks it's this family environment, you know, and, and we're, we're doing all this, this kind of, uh, yeah. we, we thought at the time that we were doing something noble and good. And it's a really good point that you bring right. up. There is, you know, and some people will say, Oh, come on, you guys, you know, uh, when I went to jail, somebody was writing me or somebody put money on my books. And of course there, you, you'll make right. friends like that over the, over that time. Maybe, Absolutely. maybe, Absolutely. You know? but, um, it's not that just like you said, it's not that tight knit brotherhood that it, it claims to be. And, um, a right. lot of people, when they, when they go in they're they're completely forgotten about. And, and, um, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we should explain. You're, you're not wrong. Absolutely, man. I, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I'm going to kind of revert back to when I was uh, a fresh cut, uh, if you will. Uh, hell, I don't think I was even in the NSM a, a whole year before I got to, uh, uh, at that, at the Lincoln, Nebraska rally when I got to speak. Um, and I remember I had this three page front and back, uh, speech that I ended up just tossing to the side and just blah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it, it just 
sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, it's all good. Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm going to apologize. This is the first time I've actually really uh, talked about this uh, publicly uh, in in a very long time. So it's uh, <laughs> okay. I expected a, a little emotion to kind of come into it now, but uh, you know, it uh, the, the illusion of power that came from that one moment set an unprecedented. Uh, wave of actions that to this day I'm like how the hell did I not how the hell did I not commit such a heinous crime that I'm on death row for you know because uh, there were things that I did outside of the the group confines that <laughs> hell I probably could be I yeah I I, I really uh, part of my mouth, I really fucked with some people's lives. And uh, when it came right down to it, uh, the group really didn't give two shits. You know, whether you acted solo or acted with the group, you were fighting for the common good. You're, you're, you're pushing on for the common goal, but yet you got the same tired bullshit answer every time of what the common goal was there was no true game plan nobody had the right uh, way to do it uh, the the rallies although well planned I, they they it wasn't like we were out every week doing something you know uh, hell i can remember going on lit runs and really we're getting pot we're getting uh you know questioned by the police and then some of my brothers are giving Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you fake names really are, are you that much of a pussy that you got to give a fake name and it's just like wow man uh, you know so although early on some of the seeds of doubt were planted I, I think i tried to ignore all of that to try to believe in in in, in what was uh called the cause yeah and, and um so do you think, you know, a lot of times we talk about being behind the barriers, you know, which is the concept of the organization and or in a bubble or in an echo chamber. How did that affect you in, in that sense? And I, I know you just explained a little bit of it, but um, in that sense, sure. you know, when when you're having those doubts and you're maybe talking to somebody else that, you know, everyone else, I mean, was your what did, that's that's the question I'm trying to ask is. 
was your whole entire social and support network part of the movement or did you ha- still have, cause you had said you lost some family originally when you, when you went in, did you have any support network that was not in the movement when you were in? Um, you know, I, I, I did. And, um, two of them are uh, complete opposite of each other, but yet uh, someone that uh, they were two very uh, respected people in my community that I wouldn't have thought in a million years I would have associated with. Um, one of them, uh, his name was Eric Prince. We, we talked about him a, a few minutes ago and, uh, uh, you know, an African-American man, uh, retired military who befriended me at a, at a young age and um, someone I, I trusted. I could go to and I could talk to, you know, and uh, we, we never talked about the movement, but we just talked about life. You know, we'd sit and drink coffee. That's it. Just good dialogue, you know. Uh, he, uh, despite what I was a part of, he still showed compassion and he showed love, you know, and, and I think uh, I'm going to kind of veer off a minute here bear with me i I think that's what a lot of us when we join young that's what we're missing in our lives is that that connection we we want someone to accept us and to just be like hey you know what i love you brother you you know what i mean um i digress uh the the other person that played a good pivotal part was gunnery sergeant dowdy uh, a marine corps recruiter (laughs) this dude was all of maybe five six five seven built like a brick outhouse, man. I, I walk into his office wearing my armband, my boots and braces, my patches, everything. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my this God. short little dude, you know, you know I'm 6'3 I'm without my boots on, right? And so this dude comes up to me, goes chest to chest, he goes, what are you doing in my office wearing that blankety blank, 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 blank? <laughs> I've never seen a bunch of Marines get up and wanting to whoop someone's uh, hind end so bad in my entire life. And I'm just, I, the whole time I'm thinking I'm going to die today. This is how I go out. I'm going to get a mud hole stomped in me. This, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, him and I had a, we had a sit down and we actually stayed in contact until he transferred out of, uh, out of South Dakota and uh, where he's at now. I have no idea. Uh, if I, if I knew where this guy was, I'd, I'd like to shake his hand and tell him thank you. But uh, nonetheless, that was uh, so little things that just little seeds that got planted that eventually uh, blossomed uh, over time. Uh, One of the uh, bigger driving factors was the amount of little groups. Uh, So, you know, for example, you had the NSM, which I believe Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, at the time was one of the largest in the country. Um, Then you'd have little satellite groups. Uh, you know, a little, um, I guess you could call them support clubs, uh, you know, that tried to run with the big dogs. And of course, uh, a lot of them were just, they were either drunks or they were, uh, I hate to say it, but they were women beaters. They were just trash. I, you know, they weren't, they weren't the, uh, the best to be around <laughs> in, in general, but uh, what, what really drove the, the uh, nail in the coffin, the final nail in the coffin was uh, there was a group that I was uh, running with and they took it upon themselves to label me a snitch. And 
I cannot uh, confirm or deny what happened to a few of them after that conversation. But uh, to say it put a permanent black eye on on my reputation as as a skinhead uh, is 100% fact. And it was at that point that I I didn't have really any other recourse than to than to leave. And uh, ultimately, all in all, I'm I'm glad I did. But what the so the cataclyst there was basically you were accused of something that you hadn't even done, and um, and that set the wheels into motion, which led to your your uh, disengagement, and then you know started the the path to deradicalization. So it was it ended up being a good a positive thing, but um, absolutely, yeah. But it it does it, it I think it's interesting because it does. Um, what you're accused of is pretty common, at, you know, and if you want uh, yeah. to talk a little bit about that, I mean, that is one of the things in the movement that um, that's why a lot of splinter groups start is because um, you might be with the clan or NSM or a skinhead group or whatever it is. Right. And then all of a sudden you're starting your own thing because so-and-so is a snitch or so-and-so is an informant. And, yeah. and uh, a lot of times there's no yep. evidence. There's no proof of that. They just, just toss those, those right. terms around. So how did that affect you? What it stemmed from, well, uh, it, it at, at first I was like, what the fuck? Um, and, and my my reaction uh, at the time, uh, given the the uh, state of mind that I was in, um, by today's standards was far beyond appropriate. Uh, <laughs> um, but at the time I thought I was doing what I needed to do needed to do to defend who I was, you know. Um, but then uh, I, I drove 13 hours straight through from Kentucky back to South Dakota after that happened. And uh, I was like, damn. You know, uh, that was a, that's a lot of driving time. That's a lot of time to think. You know, and I'm like, what the... I, I, out loud, verbally, like, what the fuck am I doing here? What what am I doing to myself? What am I doing to to work towards this alleged greater good? And the, it hit me like a like a like a ton of bricks, man. It really did. It's like, man, all I'm doing is causing pain and suffering, not only for me, but for my loved ones, for my family, for my kids. I, I'm taking things away from people that I can't give back. I'm by I'm I'm violating people's places of worship. I'm 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 physically harming people just because of their skin tone or or their skin color or or their ethnicity, whatever label you want to put on it. And uh, it's like, damn. I, I realize that. I wasn't doing anything for some greater good, you know? And then uh, I got to thinking, it's like, man, this shit didn't work in the thirties and forties for Hitler. So why the fuck is it going to work in the mid two (laughs) thousands? You know? And, uh, yeah. 
So um, when you came out and when you, when you decided to make that decision to cut ties and, uh, and go back to, I call it civilian life quite often. Cause I, I feel like, you know, we left the war and then, uh, you know, we're functioning back right. into civilian life now. That's, that's the best way I can sure. explain it. So when you went back into civilian life, right. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it seems about right. And, and uh, when you went right. back, into regular civilian life, how the family that you had lost um, or that had kind of given up on you or, or cut you off and, and things like that during during that period of time, how did how did that change when when uh, you came back when you when you left the movement? Did you tell family like, "Hey, I'm done," and and how did that work out? Um, if it's not too personal of a question, no, you're good, man. No worries. Um, I, I didn't tell them right away. As I came out of it, I, I had to really um, start finding myself again, you know. And um, the first person in my family that I told was my grandfather. And, uh, you know, he got up off his little rascal scooter the best he could, gave me a salute. Uh, of course, I bawled. <laughs> you know, that was one of the prouder moments I had ever had, you know. Um, but uh, family eventually came back around. You know, uh, it was a lot of having to prove myself. You know, uh, actions had to speak, uh, you know. And um, if, if I'm being brutally honest here, I, I struggled at first when I first left the movement. I struggled with the idea of finding a way back in uh, for, for longer than I care to admit. But for, you know, the better part of 10 years, that was all I knew. I, 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 I breathed it, ate it, slept it, drank it, dressed it, everything. I made it my life. Uh, subsequently, uh, when I left the movement uh, there shortly after, I became a volunteer firefighter, uh, which March of this year is my 13th year, and uh, I'll be retiring uh, completely out of the fire service, but uh, and all that. There again, I took that and I embraced all of fire life and, and made that my my whole being. So, kind of a, a little bit of uh, rediscovering who who is red, uh, you know. So, I think that's a good that's a good point too because uh, I I felt like that this the same way not not so much where I was struggling with going back, um, but a lot of that's sure. really common. A lot of people do that, but for me it was at first, like when I left, I didn't have that mission, you know, like we had that mission before. And right at first, when I was going through, trying to process everything, I didn't have that. And man, I tell you what, that was one of, you know, going through all that and beating yourself up over, over why did I do this? Why did I stay so long? Yep. You, know, you know, exactly what I'm talking about, you know? Um, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and, you know, I think that'll always be there to, to some degree, but when, when it came to the time where having a new mission or a new, a new purpose, you know, for you, it was firefighting, uh, for, for me now it's doing, it's doing the work with beyond barriers. <clears throat> I, I think Absolutely. having a new mission for, for people, the, uh, people like us that had missions before it does, it could be anything, right. you know, it just, it's just finding that. Absolutely. Purpose. So it's really um, interesting to hear you know, that, how that firefighting worked in that way for you. 
Well, you know, and, and it was kind of a double-edged sword. I, I actually left one group of uh, uh, judgmental, extreme people to another. I, I actually dove headfirst into Christianity um, right out of the gate. I wasted no time. Uh, you know, uh, you, you'll see a lot of uh, uh, individuals who go to prison. They, they might do the same thing. They might find a religion. And um, I became a pastor, uh, started a ministry. Ziplining across a vast valley, roasting s'mores beside the lake, whitewater rafting, relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina. So when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at discoversouthcarolina.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock. Watch for free. Upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Law and order SVU streaming now. The whole nine. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've since left the ministry work. I mean, I'm still ordained. I can still marry Barry and baptize people and all that, but... Uh, there again, I started seeing a lot of repeating behaviors that I saw, you know, in the movement. I'm like, I can't do this. I, I'm going down too dark of a road here, man. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, firefighting in conjunction with all that was, was my saving grace. That was my happy place was down at the fire station, digging around into trucks or cleaning them or making sure my gear was all in good working order. Um, you know, I've uh, got to experience a lot of awesome things uh, as a firefighter. Um, yeah, uh, you know, and, I, and Jeff, I think I think we talked uh, uh, during our phone conversation a couple weeks back. Um, when I first left the movement, I was working at a funeral home uh, as an apprentice funeral director. And uh, we had a case where uh, a, a, a young black man had passed away. Uh, he was my age, and uh, I was very forthcoming with my boss uh, about who I was as a person and why I wanted to do certain things. And uh, uh, yeah, I, that became my first full case. Uh, we call them cases, unfortunately. That became my first full uh, case uh, from start to finish. That was it was my job to handle this young man to make sure that he was properly taken care of on our end and made it back to his home 
in a presentable uh, condition. And uh, my boss sent me down in his office, poured me a glass of whiskey, said, all right, how do you feel? And I'm like, I'm not going there, man. And the whole time I'm biting back tears, you know, because I, I hadn't seen death before, but not like this. Uh, you know, not that up close and personal. Not, never. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's... Uh, it messed with me a little bit because that could have very well been me laying on that slab. And uh, there, there was that hint of guilt. It's like, well, why isn't it me? Why isn't it him? Why has it got to be him? You know? Um, but uh, through, through talking through it with my boss and uh, you know, some uh, professional help, uh, you know, I was able to work through that. And um, in fact, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that I do see a counselor even still, and um, uh, therapy has helped a lot with uh, some of the things that had ha have happened to me and that I've done to others, you know, and uh, to find that middle ground of being okay with the fact that these things happened, can't change it, but what can I do in the future, you know, to prevent it from happening, happening again or to, uh, you know, to uh, make sure that I uh, handle things uh the best way that I am able, you know, um, you, you may mention Jeff about when, when, when we get out of the movement, we, we want to find that new mission. And, uh, that doesn't mean they have to go and, and be outspoken like you and I necessarily, uh, you know, there's so many different things a person can do. There's so many volunteer opportunities. There are, uh, just a, a plethora of options to find that new mission it, it really comes down to as an individual you've got to find out okay what do i want to do what can i do to to make my life and other people's lives better you know if that means volunteering at your local soup kitchen then do it you know if that means uh if if, if, if you feel so inclined to join a church and do prison ministry then do it uh, you know what i mean uh, they're just the, the, the possibilities are endless, but you have to seek them out. They're not just going to be handed to you say, you know, there's not going to be people with big old banners saying, congratulations, here you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good point. Really good point. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're right though. It, it doesn't have to be this. It could, it doesn't have to be, you know, it, it could be anything and, and finding that, but, and you're right. It is not, a lot of people sit back and they, they just expect everything to kind of fall in their lap and, and, and there'll be a ticker tape parade and, and all that kind of stuff. It's not, <laughs> not reality. But uh, I think it's phenomenal because there is so many parallels um, and, and that's why having these conversations and it, it's, it's incredibly courageous. And it, uh, I, I think, you know, for you to be able to come on here and talk about these things and especially such personal uh you know, personal and, and, and deep subjects. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, and you have, I, you know, I, I know, I know you already know it, but I'm going to say it for the listening audience <laughs> stories like reds, you know, they are, you know, we want to inspire people with, with these type of, uh, with these type of things, you know, if people like, uh, you know, red and Acacia and myself, if we can change after being involved in this kind of stuff for as long as we were, um, you know, anybody can do it. I mean, you can do it too. I know there's people out here, out there that are Absolutely. listening that are on that fence and, and th this is why we do it. Right. You know, we want right. to... and, and if I may, 
uh, sorry, Jeff, if I may, uh, you made mention of people being on the fence and if it's, if there's anything that I can drive home specifically for those people on the fence, what's stopping you? Really, what what is stopping you? I, I challenge you to just just to write out a list of what is stopping you from leaving that empty, unfulfilling life and going out and enjoying. The, the, the spoils that are out there that are achievable. I mean, I, I'm at, I'm in a position right now where uh, I can get my car drive about 45 minutes and I'm at the damn ocean. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, now back in the day, that would have never happened. Now, you know, at the end of the day, do you want to grow and, and, and be this lonely, bitter, angry person? Or do you want to live your life? Anger is easy, very easy, but living, albeit difficult, is worth the struggle. It really is. Exactly. It's funny that you mentioned that, Red, because uh, you're right. I mean, if, if there's a reason, if you're on the fence, if you're having doubts, there are reasons why those doubts are there. And a lot of exactly. times when we have doubts, our first instinct is to push it out of our mind and not pay attention to it. And if anything, I know for myself, I had doubts for a while, but I just compartmentalized yeah. it and said, no, you know, just put the blinders on. Let's keep going this way. <laughs> and then um, right. I was talking to somebody the other day, Christchurch happened, and I wasn't able to put those blinders on anymore. I was not able to be like, I, I was the violence had been getting worse and I yeah. would be like, well, that's not my group. That's not what I believe. Right. That's not what I profess, but it's what I was a part of. And I couldn't put that out. Exactly. Like what you said, you know, um, do you want to look back at your life as an old person and be like, I'm just old and bitter. What did I really accomplish? And I was talking to a friend uh, the other day. They're actually from Ireland. And he was saying nice. that, uh, you know, Ireland went through a war with Britain for over 30 years. And now, yep. and, you know, then those men were just old and bitter and angry. Really sad. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they, you look back at it and it's like, and it's much the same within the movement and with a lot of, you know, things yeah. like this. It's like, and, and you mentioned it yourself, what greater good am I really working towards? Right. You know, uh, especially with today's uh, society and today's political climate, it, it's volatile as hell. You know, uh, case in point yesterday, you know, we, we saw it firsthand right before our eyes. There's such a division. The division is worse now what it was in the 90s even in the early 2000s there was more unity in our country than there is today and do you really want to be a part of that driving wedge or do you want to try to educate people to try to get them to see like hey no that's not how this works you know not trust me i could go on a lot of different rants and raves about different uh sections of 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 what we see going on but um 
this is probably not the time or the place for that matter. But um, <laughs> no, you, you're, you're, it's a good point because you know we coming from the background that we all come from we sort of see these yeah. things now. I mean, we were those dividers before we were those people that were going, yes, we were, you know, throwing gasoline on the fire and, and things like that. So we, we, right. see, you know, we see it very clearly and, and, and we can um, pick it out. And it, it's, it's really, sometimes yeah. it's a little strange, you know, being on the outside going, Hmm, look at all these guys. Uh, you know, it's like the mainstream is right. in it and it's really, you know um, we just got to keep putting yeah. out messages of healing and hope and, and and uh well, absolutely or they end up like nice what we were in i said or they yeah, end up like no, what we <laughs> you know right <laughs> you know i would love to see more colleges and, and uh universities opening their doors to folks like us to come in and say hey look yeah we screwed up we made mistakes but here's what we're doing today just just, uh, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, I was having a, a discussion uh, with a friend of mine on social media. Uh, this is a person I know from Roller Derby, uh, which is one of the more most inclusive, all-inclusive groups that I've ever seen, okay? And uh, this person happens to be very liberal, and myself, on the other hand, not so much. But th we were having a very civil discussion and point at we both brought factual uh, factual bases into our discussion and at the end of it there was although on this particular situation there was a common ground understanding but at the end of the day i still respect this person and they still respect me what we what we are lacking today is dialogue like what we're doing now and um uh the, the podcast that you were on uh, last night jeff uh, that, that common dialogue, that, that willingness to open our ears and be like, hey, no, this is what this is. This is what this is. We, you know, let's not muddy up the waters here, you know. And uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, until we reach that point in, in our society, we won't, uh, we're, we're not going to gain any headway. It's, unfortunately, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, that's, and I agree with you. I mean, I think, you know, that's why it is so important. And and that's why we do a lot of what we do is, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a whole, a lot of different facets of what we do, but, you know, this positive messaging, the dialogue, the, the sitting down and talking to people, um, it's so incredibly important and um, not shutting people off, you know, uh, that are, that are yeah, struggling yeah. And, and things like that. You know, I, I had a, a, an instance of, I don't remember how many months ago it was, but where um, somebody took kind of tried to take me to task for talking to Nazis. They're like, he's still a Nazi because he talks to Nazis. Hey, this was on Twitter. And I was, of course, I've t I talk to Nazis. How, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to help anybody leave if I'm not talking to them? Right. You know, and uh, exactly. Yeah. It got a lot of, uh, a lot of people were curious about that conversation uh there and there was there was oh, it, but it's it's crazy like how nobody people don't want to talk to each other and we're seeing it on a large scale right. in the in the country right now between the democrats and the republicans right and both sides are saying what well, the other side are traitors and 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 this sort of yep. thing it's incredibly uh it's dangerous it's absolutely dangerous it is it's very dangerous uh 
you know, and, and Jeff, I, I had something similar happen to me uh, even recently where I'll be out wearing my Thor's hammer uh, or when I'm out riding motorcycle on my, on my motorcycle vest, I've got a Mjolnir inside of a firefighter's crest that says uh, Nordic firefighter. I, I mean, hell, my, my uh, ethnic background is Norwegian and well, I'm a firefighter for hell's sake. I mean, <laughs> but I get, I get, you get those ignorant people that are, oh, you, you shave your head and you wear a Thor's hammer. You must be a skinhead. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. Um, you know, uh, receding hairline, it uh, doesn't look uh, very flattering, so, you know. <laughs> I am super glad you brought that up because it's a subject, it's actually one of the subjects um, that we, we definitely need to touch on, and um, we have okay. not touched on it on this show at all, um, ever, I don't think, but I, I've had it even... Even people, um, I do a lot of work with the Jewish community and things like that. And a lot of people sure. have asked like about Odinism, about, about uh, paganism, yeah. and the, the heathens and old gods yep. and all this kind of stuff. And there's this misconception and, and uh, I w- mm. I'd like you to address it, but there, and you know, as well as I do, because you <laughs> just gave a perfect uh, example of it, but there's the misconception. Yep that this is strictly a, a like a white supremacist religion or, or things like that yeah. can you can you talk a little uh, bit more about that because I, I think it's incredible um, sure so odinism overall I'm, I'm i'm still kind of learning about it uh <clears throat> you know I, I i traced my lineage back to oslo norway in the 16 to 1700s so you know and i did a little history and and and, and so forth but um the, the basic tenets of of uh, old Norse, if you will, is, you know, you don't stand, you stand before the gods, you don't kneel in supplication, you know, you don't beg the gods to do for you, uh, you do it for yourself, uh, you know, it's basically just living a good life, you know, um, none of the texts uh, that I have read, whether it be the Poetic Edda, the Aesir, uh, <clears throat> any, any uh, text uh, regarding Old Norse uh, or paganism, whatever, uh, spin you want to put on it has it ever mentioned anything about race um <clears throat> unfortunately the the neo-nazi movement and this is even going back to uh the, the original nazi movement uh, with uh adolf hitler <clears throat> hold on <clears throat> excuse me sorry guys okay. uh you know they, they uh, I, 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 I can't place the gentleman's name but uh, there was someone within, I think, uh, within Hitler's regime that was very into, like, some of the witchcraft and um, mystic stuff. Himmler. And Himmler. Uh, thank you. Yep. And uh, much like the Klan took and, and twisted Christianity for their for their need, uh, so have the, the Nazis, uh, and, and more especially the neo-Nazis have adapted these symbols thinking that they're symbols of hate uh, thinking that they're symbols of power and what people don't uh most people don't know is that the mjolnir is a uh, symbol of protection much like a christian might wear a cross to, as a sign of protection the mjolnir the hammer of thor is a symbol of protection basically saying that thor's got my got my six <laughs> you know so um just because someone has a shaved head or is wearing biker boots or has a Mjolnir or, or a, a, a Volk Newt or whatever symbol, it doesn't make them a damn Nazi. Uh, you, you know, 
Norse, uh, Odinism, paganism, heathenism, uh, it has all gained, uh, it has all become popular. It's become very mainstream. And um, there are people who do follow it and follow it correctly. And then there are people who, uh, as, as you and I know, Jeff, that uh, in a case of that, uh, they, they take it and they twist it and contort it to fit their uh, ide- ideology. Right. You know? Um, you know, but again, that can be done with really any religion. Uh, you know, you could take a, a scripture out of the Bible and make it sound like, oh, this is exactly what he's talking about. Well, no, <laughs> that's, that's it's a lot, way out of context there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and the movement does exactly. that. The movement exactly. does that too. You know, with the Christian identity, with and with the clan. And, oh yeah. So I mean. <laughs> So it's the, the same people when you have like the media or people out there saying, well, if you're an Odinist or you're into this stuff, you're a Nazi. Well, you know, because, yeah, yeah sure. Nazis uh, co-op that stuff. They also co-op Christianity. So, I mean, you're not going to say just because someone's a Christian that they're right. involved in the movement. I mean, it's, it's so you can't you can't label people yeah. like that and put them in a box because that's what the movement does. So when you're in the public, you know, this is to the public, the public. Don't don't yeah. label people and don't put them inside that box just because somebody's wearing a hammer right. or or they have a shaved head does not mean they're part of the movement. And thank you so much for that story because exactly. I, I've, I've, I yeah. have some of those myself. <laughs> I think we all do. But uh, yes, I mean, that's it, it, really important. It, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I wish, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, no, moving on. <laughs> One, one real quick. I got, I got a little on that same subject is that you know when we pick and choose and label people certain things without knowing the context, without knowing the history behind it, right? It can drive people to those very things to which they never would have been a part of in the first place, and a lot of people don't Correct. realize that. Like, I mean, it, it's, right. this might be a horrible example, but it, it's a lot of times there are things for shock value. You have a rebellious oh, teenager yeah. that's very interested in Viking because the show Vikings was huge. So now they're looking into that. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, we have a society that says, oh, well, if you're looking into Odinism, you're a white supremacist. Nine times out of ten. If they are a rebellious kid just trying to get shock value and somebody approaches them like nope. that, they'll be like, you know what? You want to see that? Fine. I'm going to be that. It's very, very, very dangerous. It, it's funny you bring that up because that that uh, I, I was that person. Um, people call you a horrible, mean individual. So I became that horrible, mean individual. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, 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 or I earned a nickname amongst the, uh, a local uh, gathering of people uh, that were, I don't know if they were fully involved or if they were closet cases, but they were still uh, movement oriented, you know, um, and people were like, oh, you're just, you must be this violent person. So I became that violent person. Mm. And uh, so you're not wrong. And uh, for, for anyone that is listening, that leans one way or another. Uh, really, I don't care what political side of the political spectrum you're on. I, I really don't care. 
But if you're going to sit there and preach out, speak out against fascism and racism and, and stuff like that, and then you're going to sit there and condemn somebody for how they look, you're going to judge somebody because they're wearing a piece of jewelry, uh, you know, whether it be a Thor's hammer or whatever, you are becoming the very thing that you are trying to preach against. You know, if you're saying, well, you can't say that because you're this and you're that, or you're this skin color. Well, you are becoming the fascist that you are preaching against. Yeah, you know, and that, that's unfortunately what I, what me personally, I'm seeing uh, happening a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you pointed that out because we do see a lot of that where, you know, people are saying, um, and, and I see it all the time and, and uh, I don't want to hit on it too hard, but yeah, absolutely. Do not label people, do not put people inside of a box and, and making everything about race, you know, what, whatever it is. And I, and I see, I see the far right doing it. I see the far left doing yep. it. And, and one side will call the other side fascist or they'll call the, each other fascists. Um, but any, I'll, yep. I'll put it this way, just to make it simple. If you are focusing on race and you're talking about race, like that person, uh, um, oh, the only reason they got yep. away with it is because they're white, or the only reason they did that is because they're black. Both of those statements are wrong, right, right off the bat. You know, like that's that's yes, they uh, are. <laughs> that's reverse. That racism. basically makes you a racist at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, now right. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh, reverse racism is not a, a, a term that I think should be used at all. Racism is racism, uh, regardless of it, if it's uh, white against black or, or black against white or, or whatever the case may be. Racism is racism and it's disgusting. It's abhorrent. And yep. unfortunately, it's, it's happening all too common. And everyone's like, well, it can't be racist because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no, it is racist and you're just a racist douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> you know yep, and yep. <laughs> so so we we talk about things on this program that other people are afraid to touch so that's why people that's why people love it that's exactly. that's that's what they tune in for they want to hear they want to hear these uh unpopular opinions sometimes but hey we call it like Dude, I, I, <laughs> exactly there's not much that scares me anymore man i used to run into burning buildings unpaid to save people that i didn't know there's not much that scares me anymore. Awesome. <laughs> all right uh I, we're gonna close out on uh beyond barriers for tonight uh red is there anything you want to you want to say in closing to the listening audience or anything you want to promote or, or talk about uh, you know uh, to those of you who are out there listening watching whatever the case may be ask questions all right if there's something you want clarification on ask us plain and simple uh may uh, I guess do it in an appropriate fashion because, well, you know, some of us might not react as well as others. Uh, but, you know, don't be afraid to reach out, guys. I, if you're on the fence, Acacia made a, a very good point. That means there's already doubt planted in your mind. So reach out. That's what we're here for. There are people who genuinely do care about not only your well-being but the well-being of, of of our wonderful country because despite the garbage that's happening in our country we are still one hell of a nation so i encourage you to just reach out don't hesitate the fear is temporary it does get better and jeff and acacia i want to thank you both for allowing me to have this awesome privilege to be here tonight with you guys and uh, I, I look forward to uh 
working more with uh, Beyond Barriers. Honored honor to have you. Uh, thank you so thank much you for joining so much. us. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Law and Order SVU streaming now. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.